Hey, all you nostalgic rockers. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert, the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles, and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning, and I've seen them all. I've also seen the Rolling Stones. I have also seen the Rolling Stones. Okay. All right. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. You can find out more about the show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 12, Rock of Ages. And I got to tell you right from the start, it's weird that they didn't name it like it's only rock and roll or after a Rolling Stones song. Yeah. There is no Rolling Stones <laughs> song called Rock of Ages, and I don't understand. I don't understand either. But Why? But okay. All right. That's the decision they made. So I guess it is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on November 23rd of 1994. One movie to mention, November 23rd, The Page Master with Macaulay Culkin premiered. N- not allowed to watch it. I could watch 90210, but I could not watch The Page Master. I'm pretty so. sure it scared me when I, I think watched it. Is, it. The, yeah, so that's the vibe I always got. I, uh, I don't think I've seen the whole thing, actually. Yep. So. All right. TV-wise, November 26th, The Little Mermaid series, based on the movie, aired its final episode. Hmm. Is that Live Live in Harmony song from the show, or is that from one of the sequels? I've never seen the sequels, but I don't remember it from the show, so I'm not sure. You know that song, though, right? About, I don't, know. Oh, There's a song that she sings with all the fish about living in harmony. Oh, okay. I don't know what it's we'll have our, we'll, we'll put the Radio Meanwhile fact checkers on it. Okay, cool. And November 28th, Wheel of Fortune introduces the $10,000 wedge on the wheel. Oh, inflation. You got to yeah. keep, you got to change with the you know, times. My, uh, my grandmother was, uh, sorry, my grandma, she loved Wheel of Fortune, but she always said that it was rigged. Rigged? Yeah. She believed that they could control what you landed on. Wow. Was your grandma a conspiracy theorist? No, not really. Ju- just, but... just in regards to Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How did she feel about the Plinko board on Price is Right? <laughs> You know, I never asked her her thoughts on the Plinko board. Mm. So mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, at, when we were uh, together, we would always watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Those were, oh, okay. Those were the big ones. Okay. Music-wise, November 25th, Pearl Jam's Vita- Vitology? Is that how you say it? You're the one with the 90s podcast. Don't ask me. <laughs> You know, we haven't covered a Pearl Jam song yet, actually. Well, maybe now's the time. Uh, That album was released November 25th. And on November 29th, Mary J. Blige released My Life. Uh, In other news, in comics, the X-Men spinoff Generation X launches with issue number one. The team Mm. is led by Banshee and features Emma Frost, Jubilee, and a new roster of characters. Generation X is a weird... It's a weird little offshoot of the X-Men, worthy of an episode of previously on X-Men. So that's that's right, my two well, cents. We know people. In... <laughs> that's true. So... Let's see if we can make it happen. <laughs> All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. Well, since we're recording near Halloween, <laughs> I'm going to give you a spooky one. In 2014, Kathleen Robertson, who plays Claire, recurred on the series The Bates Motel in the role of Jodie Morgan. Have you seen the show? Bates I have Motel? not. 
Okay. Well, the series is based on the book and the movie Psycho, and is set years before that story takes place. So you've seen it? No. Oh. That's why I was, was going to say, if, if you've seen it, then I could probably handle it. No, I've, I mean, I've seen Psycho. I've not seen the Vince Vaughn version, and I've not seen any of the sequels or it's read the book. The Vince book, Vaughn but I, version? Yeah, that's the, that's the Gus Van Sant, like, shot-for-shot shot remake where Vince, Vince Vaughn is Norman Bates. Huh. It's a weird, it's a weird little... Oh, well, it's a weird little curio in cinema history. Have you been um, to... Is it Universal that does the that behind-the-scenes ride where you see all the... It, it must be, because that's the one where they do, like, Jaws, and you, like, you're in, like, a car, and you're, like, oh. driving through all these old movies. Okay. Um, there is one at... Di- well, it's not at Disney anymore. But anyway, you get to the set of the Bates Motel, and um, Norman Bates, like, comes out of... Oh. the hotel and like puts a body in his trunk and then he like turns and sees your car and like starts coming at you with a knife it's very that's scary pretty good that's yeah. pretty good was it's kathleen scary. robertson there or no you didn't no. see her didn't see her okay. didn't okay. see her all right let's look at the synopsis for the rolling stones episode rock that's of right. ages <laughs> this is the this is the imdb synopsis not one that i wrote because kendra and i literally finished this episode moments ago moments because ago. it's not available on streaming, so we had to watch it on DVD in the very chunky, very unwieldy uh, 90210 complete series set. <laughs> it's yeah. a monster. It's a monster to work with. I don't mind telling you. All right, so here is the synopsis. Jim gets Brandon tickets to the Rolling Stones' Rose Bowl concert, but a hearing to determine the legality of his presidency is moved to the night of the concert. Jesse argues that Brandon is already the legitimate president as he has been calling Senate meetings to order. Kelly gets backstage access through the magazine, while braggart Steve has trouble getting in. Ray and Donna work as vendors and see the show free of charge. David and Claire go to the concert, even though they claim to hate the group. Uh-huh. Dylan is in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stopping there. That's the okay. synopsis. It's, it's a very, yeah, it's a very newsy synopsis there, isn't it? <laughs> All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? This episode was written by Larry Mullen and directed by David Semmel. We have a couple of returning players back here. Natalie Belshin as Janice Williams. And F.J. Rio as Alex Diaz. Wesley Allen Gullick is back as Willie, and he actually gets some dialogue. Oh, my goodness. We'll get there, but... I- I was yeah. so shocked. I think it's it's the first time we've seen Willie outside of the Peach Pit. Yeah. I'm almost certain, but maybe not. <laughs> uh, one new recurring player, and that's Jeffrey King, is Charlie Rollins. He was in shows like Quantum Leap, Chicago Hope, Columbo, and ER. And in a couple of one-off characters, we have Jack Heller as Aaron Dershenbaum. He had recurring roles on daytime soaps like Santa Barbara and The Bold and the Beautiful, plus uh, appeared in shows like Remington Steel and Curb Your Enthusiasm. We have Renee Parent as Claudette Wells, a character that I don't know who she is or why Steve's at the concert or what their relationship is. No idea. But she plays Claudette Wells and she was in shows like Sequest 2032 and The Good Life. Is that we like Ma- C-Lab 2021? It's not. Oh. No. Okay. Nope. Nope. C-Lab 2021 was based on an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I think it's called C-Lab 2020. That's serious, but... This is this was the one with like Jonathan Brandis and Roy Schneider from Jaws. Hmm. 
Anyway, Mary Shearer is Marsha Ramsden. She was Mrs. Benson in iCarly. I put that in for you, Kendra. Is iCarly in your wheelhouse of Disney shows? I, or are you? iCarly is Nickelodeon, and it was actually. Is it? Oh, okay. yeah, it is, and it's actually it was actually just it was it was getting popular as I was okay. kind of phasing out. Okay. So. All right. Well, regardless, she's Mrs. Benson in that a role she repri- reprised in the reboot. She was a regular on Mad TV and appeared in Primetime Glick with Martin Short. Uh, this is a fun little thing here. The writer of this episode, Larry Mullen, appears as one of the roadies in the episode. Uh, aside from writing a lot of the episodes of this and other TV series, he was one of the voice actors in the Star Wars holiday special, the horrific holiday special, <laughs> and was in the series Police Surgeon. Police Finally, Surgeon? Police Surgeon. That's a lot of responsibility. That sounds like fun. It does. I mean, no, uh, I mean, sorry. It sounds like an interesting show is what I, I agree. was trying to say. I agree. Finally, we have the Rolling Stones, though really we're just seeing archive footage of the Rolling Stones, like interspersed with the cast being around. <laughs> I think it's well done, though, the way they it is pretty good. intersperse it. You, you, you couldn't have got Mick Jagger to go to the Peach Pit and order a Mega Burger. I just... I just no, feel they like... can get uh, what's that band that did go to the Peach Pit? <laughs> Color Me Bad. Yeah, they can get Color Me Bad, yeah. but they can't get Mick Jagger. Well, I sort of feel like the Rolling Stones doing this at all, like partnering here, was kind of because I don't know, like late '80s, '90s Rolling Stones. How much are people talking about that? This they had a big recording gap. Uh, their their most recent album prior to Voodoo Lounge was 1989, and this came out in '94. So you know. I, w- I don't know if they were trying to sort of be like, we're cool. And you even have David and Claire being like, they're not cool. And then they hear the music and they're like, wait a minute, they are. <laughs> but the tour that they're on right now was part of the Voodoo Lounge tour. It was 129 dates from August uh, 94 to August of 95. Long one there. Uh, they played the Rose Bowl, which is what we're seeing. We're seeing footage of that concert here in the episode on October 19th and 20th of 1994. Guess who was the opening act for the Rolling Stones for these uh, episodes here, Kendra? Hmm. I couldn't possibly. The Red Hot Chili Peppers. Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. And so that's... uh, Wow. What a crazy concert that must be to see the Chili Peppers and the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It'd be pretty good. It'd be a pretty good night. Um, So I did see the Rolling Stones. I saw them in 2019 as part of the No Filter Tour. We saw them in East Rutherford at the MetLife uh, Arena. I saw it with Steve Rudd, who's my co-host over on this Andorian Life. Uh, well, pretty good show. We had a great time with it. It was uh, Charlie Watts was, was still alive and still performing with the band, so we kind of got to see the classic four there. My favorite song that they did was the song they did by Vote, which was She's a Rainbow. I liked hearing that one a lot because it was kind of a deep cut. What about you? Mm-hmm. So I... As you know, I'm the novice here, so I mm-hmm. I do not look ahead um, at the episodes. So I had no idea that the Rolling Stones were going to be featured in this episode. And I literally, at time of recording, went to go see the Rolling Stones in concert last week. <laughs> uh, they're I forget what the name of the the tour they're on. I think it's right still now. the No Filter tour. Is think, it? Because when I you said so. that, that sounded familiar, but I yeah, wasn't sure. Because... Well, our like when Steve and I saw this show, we saw it almost a year after we were originally going to because that's when Mick Jagger had heart troubles and they pushed it back. And then a lot more dates were canceled because of COVID and everything. So, you know, I think this concert tour is stretched out to be like three years (laughs) at this point. Yeah, well, we saw them at the Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, which is where, you know, 
the teams play, the Panthers mm-hmm. play. Uh, we were at the you know pretty very top of the stadium, yeah, but same, it was same. it was really amazing, and it was pretty warm outside so it was kind of mm-hmm. nice being at the top because we were getting this like breeze oh because yeah. it's an open air stadium yeah, yeah. um so we, we were getting this nice breeze um but they did not play she's like a rainbow they didn't oh. play beast of burden they didn't play ruby burden. tuesday really? but they played i mean they played a lot of good stuff yeah. they played um you know uh start me up and mm-hmm. all the ones that you would think they would play unfortunately eric was really wanting them to play uh shine a light and that was one of the ones up for the vote and it did not win oh didn't get it that's so they didn't play that one and so yeah he was disappointed about that but um yeah it was it was a rocking concert i cannot believe he can run up and down oh i know the stage like yeah and and it was crazy i was like how (laughs) yeah how ringo stars the same way yeah. I mean, he's he's all over the place. Uh, Steve and I recorded like right before we went in, and we recorded like right afterwards for uh, an episode of the All the Books Show, which you can still find at SoundCloud.com/slash All the Books. And the episode's called "The Summer of Concerts." Kendra's on that one quite a bit too, talking about all the concerts that we all went to that summer. But I remember our complaint then was that it was not a very varied set. Like there was, they didn't do a slow down session. We didn't get like you know tumbling dice or something like that. It was uh, it was all like upbeat songs. There was also a Keith Richards solo set, which was brutal. Yes, they Keith did Richards Keith? did a yes, oh. he did a solo set. I didn't know either of the songs. Oh, it was fine. Like I sat down and country. looked at my phone for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, I, you know, good for them for it was. Do it it was funny because um, he kept saying the name of our town, which is Charlotte, but he pronounced it Charlotte every single time and it really really made me laugh and it was also funny because he at one point was like who's here from Asheville who's here from Greensboro and he like listed off all these cities and I was like did he memorize all the surrounding cities or is there someone in his ear telling him that because he listed off like 10 and I was like wow how did he remember all those that's cool yeah Uh, I also would like to shout out their opening act was a band called Ghost hounds okay and they were like country but rock but blues and i dug it so okay. go look that's that fun when that happens out. yeah we when we saw it the opening act was the wombats and they were pretty good too hmm. i liked them quite a bit the wombats there were no red hot chili peppers but well, you know you know what are you gonna do hey they just announced in the most hilarious way possible that they're doing a tour next year so that's fun we're probably going to get those uh those good passes for that mm-hmm. tour and be more I'm excited about good. it than brandon is about his yeah. front row all access passes yeah. in this episode okay speaking of the episode let's uh let's get into it let's do it so we start at the walsh house and everyone is stirred from their rooms by jim who is listening to the rolling stones very loudly in the living room yep and it was an actual stone song right it was yeah which we were yep. surprised. All the songs in this are actual, it's the actual music. Yeah, um, so they must have arranged some deal for at least home video release, yeah. but not streaming because it's not streaming anywhere. Right, yes. So Jim, I forget the connection here, but he has like merch to give away. Yeah. 
is, is I, I mean, his company was, somehow connected yeah, or something? Some, it was some financial thing. Okay. That, so that he his, has his hats and arm. t-shirts for Brandon to give away to his friends. Yeah. And Brandon's like, actually, what I would really like is some tickets because right. they're playing the Rose Bowl. So can you give us some tickets maybe? Mm-hmm. And Jim says he will try, but that it's probably sold out. And Cindy cannot believe that people are still excited for the Rolling yeah. Stones. <laughs> yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not the biggest Rolling Stones fan, but I was still excited to like see the Rolling Stones in concert. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um, cut to a bunch of footage of the Rolling Stones in concert. What were they They're singing? doing You Got Me Rocking. Okay. Yep. And, uh, and then we get the intro. Then we go to Kelly, Donna, Claire's. Kelly is looking at a bunch of headshots and she's got like that big magnifying glass and she's looking at all the all the details Mm -hmm. of these headshots they're good pictures they're good pictures she looks good are we gonna go into another kelly is anorexic storyline because i feel like we already did that but they've been hinting at it i just can't tell you i don't want it i just can't i I just can't tell you i mean i know the answer but i (laughs) I, by the sanctity of 902 and here we go i cannot tell you that's fine Brandon comes in and he thinks the the pictures look great. She obviously does not like them. Yeah. She's been scrutinizing them. Brandon has a t-shirt for her if she would mm-hmm. like it. And she's like, uh, no thanks. I have to go hang backstage and be a VIP. Ugh, so <laughs> annoying. I have to go to that concert. Yeah. And Brandon's yeah. like, you get to go to the concert and be backstage? And she's like, yeah, it's whatever. So Brandon is preoccupied because the Constitutional Review Board or the CRB is Mm -hmm. meeting that Friday and Mm -hmm. they are going to decide whether he can remain president or if he was president at all ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what they're saying. They're saying not only can he not remain president, but the but the assertion now is that he was never president, which, again, pure nonsense. (laughs) And Brandon says, you know, I would really love to get that whole thing and Alex off my mind. Mm -hmm. So if you could get me into the concert, that would be great. And uh, Kelly has other ideas about how to get things off his mind. With some big open mouth kissing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) At a recording studio, Claire and David are recording the news. I I guess in Donna's in charge of the news just an audio of the news though not like a voiceover or something and they're talking about the rolling stones and they kind of go off script and claire's like oh they're dinosaurs and old rolling stones they think that's right which is i don't know i feel like claire would be the kind of poser who would wear ripped jeans and be like i love the rolling stones (laughs) yeah it's true you're yeah so yeah, I'm just gonna, Kendra. I'm just gonna tell you right now, I am fully over the Claire David plots. I don't like them. I don't. Yeah, this don't this episode them. in I particular, I was like, all right. Yeah, this this is definitely a straw camel back situation. <laughs> I think. Yeah, Ray is there, and he disagrees with Donna or David and Claire, and thinks that the Rolling Stones are rock and roll itself. I buy that. I buy that. Oh, yes, absolutely. He said he went to his first Rolling Stones concert at the age of six. 
Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what, Donna? I'm going to take you to your first Rolling Stones concert. But how will he do it? It's all sold I out. Know. I don't know. At the student union, Cindy's there because she's a student, in case That's you forgot. Right. <laughs> We're reminded every once in a while. Kendra, can I ask you a question? Yes. Are they still actively trying to have a child? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Are you trying to conceive a child? Okay. With the scene that will come up later, I'm going to say Ooh, yes. That's true. Steamy. Steamy so she, she's looking for Brandon, but she joins Kelly and Andrea for coffee. And she whips out of her pocket two front row tickets mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. all access passes to oh, go yeah. backstage. Just has them yep. in her pocket. Yeah. And Brandon walks up and he's like, oh, are those tickets? He's so passe about it. If oh, someone handed was... me front row, I, I would be bouncing off the walls, though. I would be freaking I... out. I guess I interpreted it more as like a, like, oh, this is too good to be true. Are you sure? Are those real? Yeah, but then later he's like, thanks for these, mom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I think he didn't show enough excitement. (laughs) And uh, so then Andrea and he are talking about the CRB and Uh Andrea, after he walks away, is like, does he know that he's might be getting impeached and Kelly thinks mm-hmm. that he's in denial yes. about it. And here's where we have a point of order where he can't be impeached if he was never president. So yeah. they got to pick a lane. Yep. Pick a lane. They people. got to pick a lane. So Brandon goes up to the Senate to his office and mm. Alex is there waiting for him. Of course. To tell him that he needs to check his voicemails. The CRB has been moved to that night. No, but Kendra, that's when the concert is. Well, sorry. Oh, There's too many conflicting the schedules, oh. and this is the only night they could do. The only night. So Alex has a proposition. He says that Brandon should resign now, before the hearing. Mm. Yes. And that later he can run for a different office, right. and Alex will back him right. for that. And I Brandon don't... says he can't do it. I don't fully understand why they hate Brandon so much. I agree. At this point, I'm I'm confused what the issue is. Is it just that Alex wanted to be president? Then what's Janice's deal? I don't deal? know. I don't know. I don't know either. I, At this I point, it's know. like, why don't you just... I don't know. Why does it matter? Yeah. You're still on the Senate. Mm-hmm. You can still do the things you want to do. The president really just runs the meetings. He's not like, right, the, right. you know, <laughs> and they are, aren't they, aren't they senators? Yes, I mean, they are. I, yeah. I just, I don't, they, at I this point, it's just like, on, there was sort of a, like, there's the progressive side and the more conservative side, but we've just, we're so far away from that. I don't really understand what they like. Why aren't they trying to work with Brandon? I know. Or something. I know. Like if Brandon is sort of, I don't know, like the de facto president, it seems like they could be like, look, you're not going to get anything done without our support. So here's right. what we, I just think there's a better way to do this because all their, all, their best case scenario here is that they decide to do a new election, which Brandon might win again or somebody worse. You know what I mean? Like right. here they kind of have somebody they can work with. I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. Okay, then we go to the rehab facility where Dylan is staying currently. 
and Valerie is there to the visit nicest, him. The nicest, the nicest girl in the like, world. Oh yeah, oh for sure. She, she is so she, nice. Yeah, she is. She is. And I tell you, and I gotta say it right now because I won't have much time here. I am kind of into them like dating. I sort of, when they were like, I don't want Valerie to be super nice, but I kind of like the idea of them trying like a relationship. I, yeah. I mean, I ship them for sure. Oh, you do? So, you do. okay. I do. Yeah. Okay. So she's offering him, like, do you want gum? Do you want mints? And she, like, has all this stuff because she is swearing off of cigarettes and right. everything else that she was doing. She's so she's replacing mm-hmm. it with these yes. other things. She has a hat and a t-shirt from Brandon for uh, for Dylan with yep, the Rolling Stones. Stones logo on it. I do not, I do hate that logo. Not a Can great... I tell you? <laughs> Eric doesn't like it either. That's so funny. No, I don't. I never like I don't I love to get swag at concerts. I did not get Rolling Stone swags when we saw that concert because I just don't enjoy that logo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the hat doesn't look great on Dylan. I'm going to It doesn't. I'm going to say that. No. But he wears it the rest of the episode. So. <laughs> and so Valerie is asking how he's doing and he's like, you know, I'm I'm doing like this needs to work, so I'm here to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she brings up a few things. Number one, no one knows that she was with him the night that he almost killed himself. So right. could we keep that on the DL? Yeah, because she knew that he was heading downhill and she was like, forget this. Yeah. Didn't call anybody, just left him. Yeah. So she doesn't really want that. Yeah. She also confesses knowledge. that she found his stash and flushed it. And he thinks she, like, used it first. Yeah. She says she, and he was like, did you like it? And she's like, no, I don't want the cops to find it. Which begs the question, like, why aren't the cops after him? Yeah. Because they found drugs on him and had drugs in his system and, like, crashed his car and everything. And it seems like there's no consequences. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. He's been punished enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> so... This makes Dylan feel like I can't drag you. Look, like listen to what you just said. You're hiding drugs for me. Like I, we we can't be in each other's lives. I need to do this alone, yeah. and you just you got to go on with your life. And Valerie's like, yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm here to say goodbye. I'm fine with him saying like I can't like get clean while we're together. But being like, you know, you, young, innocent Valerie, I can't drag you into this life of crime. It's like, <laughs> she's the one. She's the one who dragged you into this life. Yeah. So, like, what are we doing? Yeah. Watch the first part of the season. Well, they, sh- they share a, a tender kiss goodbye. A Not couple. a hug goodbye. Yeah. Full no. on the mouth kiss goodbye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the Rose Bowl, everyone's lined up outside to to get in. How early did you go to the concert, Nick, when you went? I mean, we had tickets and everything, so you were we, just... weren't, that concer- we weren't that concerned we about went... it, no. I thought we were going to be very early. We ended up parking in a garage where, like, no one else was, so that was nice. Mm. We paid $5 for parking. Oh, wow. $5. I couldn't, That's a good deal. I couldn't believe it. We put in the ticket in the machine in, at in the end, and it was like yeah. $5. And I was like, we just paid $5. But it was a 20-minute walk. So that oh. was that was the toss-up. Okay. But, uh, right. but anyway, so we went. We were there like an hour early. Mm-hmm. And, and by the time we sat down, the opener was playing. 
So. I remember like when they were coming to East Rutherford, when we got those tickets, I had like a work meeting and afterwards I was like driving home and I was like, oh crap, that pre-sale is about to start. So I like pulled over and refreshed the ticket window on my phone for like a full hour. And <laughs> you sat in the car and refreshed it? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Because like I knew they were just going to sell out and they did instantly. It was miraculous that we got the tickets wow. because it was sold out. And like a couple times tickets would come back and they're like, oh, here you go. $700 each. And I was like, mm, that's not going to work. <laughs> and so finally we got them and they were relatively crappy seats, but we were directly like straight on looking at the stage way up high in the back. But still, we had a perfect vantage point. And yeah, it was nice and cool up top. But that was probably the longest consecutively that I ever tried to get those tickets. That yeah. it was just refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> That, that's dedication Kendra. dedication yeah i don't do anything halfway so donna and ray are walking up and ray is not telling her many details and mm -mm. she says well do you have tickets or or you don't like why aren't we yeah. getting in line and yeah. ray says i don't have tickets and she okay. says well i'm not doing anything illegal to get into this concert <laughs> and he says it's not illegal here is your vendor's badge i fully believed that they were going to have the two of them at like a pumpkin stand <laughs> inside the road. I was Bowl. like, I really did. are they selling pumpkins? At this They're just concert? like, get your pumpkins, get your festive pumpkins. That they've already carved the Rolling Stones yeah, they, logo. Okay, yeah. yeah. They only sell pre-carved pumpkins. So. <laughs> that, I'm glad you thought did. that too, because I was yeah, like, I they're going to sell pumpkins at this concert. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so they, they do, they get this right predates, in. This predates pumpkin spice, I believe. Oh. So it would have to just be straight up pumpkins. But yeah. no, they get in and they're they're doing like programs and popcorn and stuff. Hey, I want to shout he... out my husband, okay. who I've already talked about a lot in this episode. Sure, let's do it. He has been baking a lot, which is lovely for me. And he has made these from scratch um, pumpkin sandwich cookies. Oh my okay. goodness. They are, they're so amazing. No, they're amazing. This kind, of stuff, this kind of stuff can be mailed. I just, I want to shout out your husband and be like, send me baked goods. Okay, but these, these, Eric. it's like a, it's like two pumpkin cookies and it's a sandwich. So it's like a cream cheese marshmallow filling. Oh, okay. Um, so those we cannot send. Dry ice and send me some baked <laughs> that goods. That sounds like a lot of work. It sure does. <laughs> you just have to come visit again. We tried right. to get you to come for the Stones concert. You couldn't you did. do it. I know. I'm sorry. You did try. So they get right in. They're going to be vendors, which basically means they're just working. They're not mm -hmm. selling. They're, they're working. They, they, they're working. Yeah. <laughs> At Kelly Donna Claire's, we got some dial-up internet. Yeah. Oh, that lovely sound. That sound. It brought back a lot of memories for me. <laughs> And they are checking the Rolling Stone. Sorry, this is David and Claire. They're checking the Rolling Stones message boards just like, to be trolls. <laughs> it was yeah, it was like a chat room, but it was like DOS. It was weird. I, I, I never was into chat rooms ever. No. Like not even as a teenager. I just never. That was. I was thing, fully but... warned against chat rooms and oh, the dangers. Oh, okay. So. All right. Well. Um, so, but literally Claire is just trolling people. She's just going in there and saying how crappy the Rolling Stones are just to make people right. mad. Right. And they're using such the fun, internet, you know, they're using you know. such fun internet lingo. Like you're going to yeah. get blasted and mm -hmm. 
flamed and I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember yeah. everything they said. But I, know, it was I think like... you got it. I think you got it. <laughs> so David then says, oh, my dad has tickets to the show, but I'm just going to tell him we're not going. And, and Claire's Claire... like, mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, so Claire wants to go to the concert. Yeah. Just to yep. see what all the all the hype is about. Like she wants to go ironically. Yeah. She wants to go ironically. At the Rose Bowl, Ray and Donna are now wearing like tuxes and cummerbund. Like they're, yeah. I don't yeah. know why this is how they would have to dress. I'm not sure. I but, don't know. Um, yeah, but they're dressed to work. Ray takes Donna to the stage. Yeah. Do you think? No. You think it was just a stage and they superimposed <laughs> oh. the. <laughs> I thought you were asking if uh, I thought that they'd really be allowed to go there. Oh, and I don't. definitely but, not. No, I think no. I mean, I think they were at the Rose Bowl. You I think, think they were was. at the actual stadium to film? I it? do. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they're like on the stage, and there's guitars, and Ray just picks one up. Just pick up yeah. anybody's guitar that you. And Donna's would like, like, welcome, if you will. Yeah. Ray Pruitt. Ladies and gentlemen. And then we hear this like fake applause. Yeah. And he yeah. starts playing a song. And what song is he playing, Nick? I looked it up, Kendra. It is called Hold On, and it is a Jamie Walters original. Crazy. I didn't hate it. No, I thought it was fine. Yeah. And then they get caught and they have to leave the stage. Right. Where they never should I have been. I feel like they'd be instantly fired, probably. Oh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. You know. That's what I was waiting for. I thought the guy was going to be like, you're fired. And then they weren't going to get to see the concert. I was hoping that it wasn't going to be like Mick comes out and be like, you're pretty good. Come on, my you know, yeah. and make him like, you know, an opening act or something. Yeah. But that didn't happen. I was, I really thought that was going to happen, too. That would have yeah. been like a Lizzie McGuire, Aaron Carter situation. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. They they sneak into Aaron Carter's uh, wow. dressing room. Boy. And he catches them in there and thinks they're so beautiful. He puts them in his music video. Of course. Yeah. So, and I they feel kiss. Compelled. I'm pretty sure Lizzie and Aaron Carter kiss. Wow. <laughs> in the episode. And this is this is a good reminder to go check out the Nostalgia Me This archives oh, right yeah. here in the feed because there is a Lizzie McGuire episode. <laughs> I know that. Is. I know that. Yep. Back at rehab, Nat and Steve and Willie are visiting. Willie Willie's... is standing there the whole time and I had yeah. no... I thought he worked at the rehab place and was like Dylan's aid or something yeah. i had no idea who he yeah. was he's got all denim you don't wreck he doesn't have the paper hat mm -mm. so no. hard to i don't think i've ever seen his face like that close up <laughs> to recognize him yeah. i just had no idea who he was um so they're you know dylan's talking about he doesn't want to invest in peach pit after dark anymore he's not in a place to do that obviously right. which bums steve out um, and they talk about how this place is nothing like AA. It's, you know, he says it's more like retro, like 60s kind of counseling. Yeah, right. Which, yeah. And they, the bells ring for dinner. So he sees them out. And this is where Dylan's like, hey, Willie, you haven't said anything. And I was like, oh, it's Willie. <laughs> yep. And Willie says he just feels bad for Dylan. Yeah, keep screwing up. Keep Keeps screwing making mistakes. up. Yeah. That's true. At the Walsh house, they Jim is listening to It's Only Rock and Roll. I did <laughs> write sure that down. Is. 
And it sure is. <laughs> should have been listening to Start Me Up. I think right this there. is the most awkward scene that I've I've seen in this show. <laughs> well, Cindy does a full on shimmy. Yeah. In a white tank top. Yep. Jim's like dancing towards her, taking off his shirt, and then yeah. Cindy starts taking off her shirt and they're dancing yeah. and kissing and Valerie walks in on them, of course. Yeah. And they yeah, but she's nice now. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. They thought she was going to the concert, but she's going to study instead. Yeah. Sure. She's going to study it instead of having front row seats to the Rolling Stones. To the Rolling Stones. That doesn't yep. make any sense. No. Doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. So she says, pretend I'm not here and goes upstairs, which mm-hmm. Jim and Cindy think is hilarious. All right. We have court. Jesse is there as Brandon's representative. Yeah. Because Jesse's a lawyer. He is, which I mean, I'm glad that they did that, but it's weird that Brandon called him now. Yeah. I guess, you know, that he wasn't a part of this the whole time. It was nice to have Jesse do something besides be like, you know, Andrea, I don't prioritize you or your career. (laughs) (laughs) I have to study and I don't think you're tolerant. Goodbye. (laughs) They run into Janice in the hallway and she says, it's nothing personal, man. We yeah. just hate you and don't want you to be president. But he, but here's the thing that confused me. She was like, you know how much I admired the way you handled yourself with Roland Turner. And I'm like, hold on, because he abstained from the vote and did absolutely nothing. He did everything. He did, he did all he could. He didn't try to stop it. He didn't try to make it happen. He just like tried to stand out of the line of fire. That's it. <laughs> They walk into the courtroom and Alex makes a comment about Jesse. He says, oh, wow, good for you getting a representative of color. And I was like, is your problem with Brandon that you think he's racist? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't understand. I truly wish I could. (laughs) What is your problem with Brandon? The one of the judges has ordered takeout, which is delivered before the proceedings start. And Andrea is there and she gives Jesse and Brandon a breakdown of each of the judges. There's three of them. I didn't write down their credentials. No, but this was another scene that kind of that I kind of hit me the same way. Jim's comment about Brandon being a white man Mm and like a world that's not meant for white men anymore, because. That was the thing, basically, about two of the judges that I feel like that they prioritized, like minority rights and women. women's rights. Yeah. Yes, and and Jesse was like, "So not the people we were hoping for." And I'm like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> what? And Brandon's like, "Well, why don't they just, you know, why don't they just take it away, take away yeah. the presidency now?" And it's I was not like, a good "Oh, look. you poor white man." I know, but you it, have it so it, tough. I mean, it really does reinforce that that is what the that's the like the that's the statement the show is making. I think that yeah. Brandon is suffering because he's just a regular old white man. That's How's two he episodes supposed to now. get ahead? Not cool. Nine zero two one no is what I say to that. You heard it here. We say nine zero two one no. Yeah. Back at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> that this is funny in my notes i wrote jenny <laughs> it's kelly kelly yeah, and <laughs> kelly and steve arrive in a limo so i mm-hmm. guess kelly well we find that steve has his own reason for being there which is not i i felt like we missed a scene or an episode or something 
Steve is meeting this woman named Claudette, and I don't think we've talked about this. Never. We have never talked about it. So he's he's there to meet her backstage to do some sort of business. It's a business, yeah. We don't know what the business is, but... I assume it's Peach Pit After Dark related? Uh, Maybe. Maybe. It's the only thing that makes sense to me, but... Yeah, so they arrive together, and they run into Claire and David, who are waiting for Mel, who was supposed to meet them, and he's bringing the tickets. Right. Yeah, Ugh, the imagine tickets a world aren't on your call or anything like that. Imagine a world where your tickets aren't on your phone. Yeah. They only Can, had tickets know, on their phone. Every time I get tickets for something, it's so hard for me to click, like, digital tickets, because I want the ticket, you know? <laughs> Just give me yeah. both. Yeah. Give me a prop ticket so that I can <laughs> put it you in a frame. You could take a or... screenshot of the ticket and then print True. it on, like, cardstock. I have I have printed out the uh, digital tickets before to like put in a scrapbook or something. But yeah, I know. I'm yeah. old school. I'm analog. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> Je- Kelly gets right in. She's on the list. Steve is not on the list. So the guy tells him he has to go to the special tickets line to pick up his ticket. On his way there, he runs into this hippie and... When he gets like literally, in line. literally, oh like yes, literally, yes, they crash yeah. into each other. And when Steve gets to the line, he realizes that this hippie stole his wallet. He assumes, yeah, you yeah. don't have proof that the hippie stole his <laughs> That's wallet. That's true. I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but he has to have his ID to get the tickets. So, yep. Now he's out of luck. Mm-hmm. Back at rehab, Dylan is doing his first group therapy session and he doesn't want to be in the circle you can't make him be in the circle he's gonna stand at the door and not sit in a chair in a circle and he meets a nice cliche named charlie yes (laughs) charlie is a handful he is charlie is a character we got a new guy you got to make the new guy come in here i'm aggressive yeah but i care (laughs) i'm aggressive but i care is the thing yeah so he's on dylan's case from moment one big issue with the with the rolling stones hat yes has a big issue with the rolling stones hat he wants to know what dylan's issue is and the i feel like the woman leading the group therapy doesn't do a great job have, no facilitating she does not her. have command of that room uh-uh yeah another girl in the circle says she recognizes dylan she was two years ahead of him at in high school yeah so she remembers him mm-hmm Charlie says he loves eating rich boys for dinner. Okay. Gross. At the Rose Bowl, more footage of the concert. I didn't write down what song they were singing. What is it? Start me up. Is it start me up? up? I thought that was later. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Donna and Ray are selling. Oh, they haven't started yet, actually. Okay. They haven't gone on yet. Because Donna and Ray are selling programs in their tuxedos and (laughs) donna sees steve outside the gate and he is just a a uh what's the word uh he's he's desperate yeah he's desperate i was trying to think of i can't think of the word i'm trying to say pitiful that's the word yeah okay pitiful crying mess he can't get i can't get in the concert can you get me in so ray's like yeah i'll get you in for free and to do that, he has to sell ice cream. Mm-hmm. So he has on the ice a little, cream. Like, striped outfit and yeah. the hat and everything. Yeah, yeah. Someone tries to buy ice cream from him and he's like, get lost. <laughs> Beat it. Beat it. Beat it. 
So as soon as he's in, though, he ditches the the whole ice cream thing. He goes to change his clothes. And the concert is starting. So Donna and uh, Ray just give their programs to someone else who works there. Yeah, to another lady. They're like, we're done with this. We don't we're not doing and they run to go watch the concert. uh, And the song I wrote here was fade away. Oh, you could be right. Yeah. Oh, I know I'm right because I wrote it. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Back at the court hearing, Janice is giving an impassioned speech about how Brandon illegally seized the presidency and how that never should have happened and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, could he, could a student illegally seize presidency? I don't, I don't know. (laughs) No, I, no, I don't really think so. It's a, it doesn't make sense. Nothing yeah. that's happening here really makes sense. Yeah. So after her speech, one of the one of the judges who got the takeout food, he gets a page and he says they have to take a break for 15 minutes and then they'll reconvene. Brandon thinks that he wishes this was more like the French Revolution. That, you know, they were fast. They were like, yeah, mm-hmm. guilty. You're dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't like how they're drawing this out. He also mentions, I wasted so much time with uh, calling all those Senate meetings to order. And Jesse says, I thought that you only did the one meeting about Roland Turner. And he says, no, I called every single meeting to order. And Jesse says, interesting. Mm-hmm. Starts the gears stro- are stroking his chin. Mm-hmm. Like, that is very interesting. Yeah. Back in rehab, group therapy is not going well. Charlie has doubled down on how upset Dylan's hat makes him. Really? It's a trigger. It's certainly a trigger. Very much a trigger. He says that Mm -hmm. that hat represents the Rolling Stones, who represent drugs, and Mm -hmm. you can't listen to their music without being high, and... You can. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely you, you can. can. I mean, the people around me at the concert were definitely smoking okay. stuff because okay. we were getting okay. big whiffs of it the whole mm-hmm. the whole concert. Mm-hmm. But um, So Dylan makes the point, I think you have a problem with the hat because you can't look at it without wanting to do drugs. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's like, I don't have to listen to this. And he leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Back in court. They're still on their break and Andrea and Jesse and Brandon are talking about the defense and what to do. And then the judge comes back in and it is now Jesse's turn. It's time for Brandon's defense. And Jesse asks for a dismissal because he says that it's vague, but it Mm -hmm. says that the president will call meetings to order. And Brandon has been doing that you know, faithfully, he's been calling mm-hmm. every meeting to order. So that in itself is the precedent. Yeah. Um, Janice uh, calls for, what does she say? Objection. Sorry, yeah. forgot court lingo. She objects. <laughs> um, but the, the, the judges confer and they dismiss her objection and they dismiss the case. They're like, Jesse's yeah. right. This is yeah, this like, is the I... new precedent. He called meetings to order. Out. Anyone who called a meeting to order could have been the president. I guess. But it was Brandon. I guess so. And then the one the one judge stands up and was like, I just want everyone to know that I abstained. Yeah. It was like the one they pointed okay. out earlier who was Thank like you. the one who fights for women's rights. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The evil feminist. Yeah. Who 
who got in this poor young white boy's yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> How dare she? So Jesse's like, hey, you can go to your concert now. You can still make it to the concert. And on the way out, he's going to take Andrea with him to the concert. And on the but, way but out. He, but he first invites Jesse, which I thought was oh, nice. Oh, he does. Yeah. He was like, why don't you come? And Jesse's like, no, I turned into a pumpkin or whatever, like dad crap, Jesse says. <laughs> and then he's like, but take my wife, please. Which I, I did think was funny. Yeah, I that did was laugh funny. At that. that was funny. Um, on the way out, Janice says, no hard feelings. Alex also says, no hard feelings. Yeah. All is Lost forgiven. Me. I mean, that makes sense because Alex now needs Brandon. Yeah. Like the tables have kind of turned, but I wish we would have played on that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, I wish he would have been like, Hey, let's be friends now, but it's not, it really does just feel like an all is forgiven situation. Yeah. Yep. Which begs the question, what was it all for? Yeah. What was it all where, for? Where, where's the beef, right? <laughs> Back at the Stones concert, I'm pretty sure they are playing It's Only Rock and Roll. I'm pretty sure they are. That's what I wrote at down. At one point in the second half, they they do start me up and they do It's Only Rock and Roll. So yes. let's say we're at It's Only Rock and Roll okay. now. Mel never showed up. Oh. Classic Mel. You can't rely on him. And Claire is very over it. She She's ready to leave. So she and, Bra- uh, and David, David are sitting on the curb and pouting and then a scalper offers them some real cheap tickets yep which they take Mm -hmm. kelly is in the vip area and she sees steve trying to get in and at first she acts like she doesn't know him but then she vouches for him and gets him in the door right and they find claudette who is real and she gives him the pass and is like hey you're here what happened why didn't you get in and then she wants to dance or right. she wants to go listen to the music. So mm-hmm. they take their passes and they go to the front row or backstage or whatever. And then we get like a big fun, you know, Steve dancing down the aisle going yeah. backstage. This is where this is where I actually was kind of wondering if they filmed at a real concert because I was wondering that too, because there is there are a lot of shots coming up of every all the different characters in the crowd. Yeah. I mean, I guess they could have gotten a bunch of extras, but it do- it feels like they're at a concert. Yeah, and that section is kind of disconnected from the rest. So I kind of wonder, I don't know, maybe they were at the concert and maybe they filmed that first, you know, mm-hmm. and then like put in the other stuff around because those concert scenes, it just seems like it would be a lot, a lot of time and money to mimic that. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. they weren't like just real close up shots. I feel mm-hmm. like you got real crowd shots. Oh, you did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess that they were there or at least at a real event. Maybe it wasn't the Stones, but the Stones were just in Pasadena like a month before this episode aired. So like, <laughs> yeah, they probably were just there. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my guess. Back at rehab, Dylan is back in his room and Charlie stops by to give him some helpful hints about who to get yeah. pillows from. Right. Because he's nice. Yeah, he's nice. He's firm, but he's fair. Yeah. I think he is says the, he has to give. He has to give every new person the third degree. He has a reputation. He's got a reputation. Yeah. yeah. He also he says he used to be a rich brat too, mm-hmm. and he thinks that he and Dylan need each other, or at least he needs Dylan because no one else can go toe to toe with him except uh, he seems Dylan. Real tough. And 
he needs someone to push him because mm-hmm. he's 42 and this is his last chance to get it right. 42. Hard living. <laughs> he's he's not a youthful 42, you know. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Dylan says he'll do what he can. Then Charlie asks to borrow the hat. You borrow hats? I guess. He doesn't have any hair up top, so it's probably That's true. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Then we get one more scene at the concert. And this is where they're singing Start Me Up. Steve and Claudette are... This is where where we get all those clips of everybody. So Mm -hmm. we see Steve and Claudette going backstage. We see Kelly. She's in like... She's in a box that's overlooking everything. She's mm-hmm. not directly backstage, but she's it's like, like a VIP box. If it were the Muppet show, she'd be Sattler and Waldorf. Yes, exactly. Brandon and Andrea are right up front uh, at the concert. Ray and Donna are somewhere in the crowd listening, not working. Mm-hmm. And no. then they end with it's only rock and roll again. <laughs> it seems like they played it twice. I yeah, think they it does played seem it twice. That way. Well, um, it's a crowd pleaser. And that's you know? the end of the episode. And it felt very abrupt to me. <laughs> yeah. But that was it. There, I mean, this is, I feel like a, we've been on a streak lately where there's like an A and B plot that are so like discordant with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have like Brandon's like Senate trial where while Steve is like, I got to get into the Rolling Stones. <laughs> it's just like a weird. For business. <laughs> yeah, for business. <laughs> so. I don't know. I feel like we're hitting that. I feel like every season we've we've had this discussion where we're kind of like started strong. Now it's kind of getting away from them a little bit. Mm. You know, mm. just a little bit. So I'm still enjoying it. I just feel like they're not as as interconnected as I'd like them to be. And then you have something like David and Claire, where for this whole season, if you went back and cut out all the David and Claire things, you would not lose any information. Nope. Nothing. You know, and that's just annoying to me. Yeah. Like I make it make I it mean know. something. Yeah, and they don't actually like they're not going through anything. They're just like weird millennials with frosted tips and I'm like <laughs> I don't need this, you know. <laughs> so, I'm ready for things to come back together. Trolling I don't know, Kendra, what was the ver- online. Yeah, right. What was the verdict? <sighs> I thought it was fine. I feel like yeah. I feel like band and concert episodes are always kind of different than mm-hmm. what a show normally is. Um, yeah. But I I enjoyed it. I'm glad we're done with trying to figure out if Brandon is the president or not. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's silly that they're making it like Brandon is oppressed. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, so I don't like that. But overall, it was, yeah. it was fine. I'm pretty much in the same place with you here. I wasn't bored necessarily, but we were just, I was just really loving the earlier stuff with like Mm -hmm. evil Valerie and like all these things happening at once. I was, I was more into it. It feels like we've kind of got like a goofiness and we're like, well, we have to wrap up these plots that were like left dangling, Mm -hmm. which I'm glad we're doing because remember last year it was kind of like, Oh, uh, John Sears is gone forever now. Bye. (laughs) Bye. This is at least we're kind of seeing these things through, but We'll come back around. I feel like my biggest complaint character-wise is the Brandon Kelly pairing, which Mm. is weird because I'm a fan of Brandon Kelly, but I don't feel like they've spent more than like 10 cumulative minutes 
this whole season establishing what kind of a relationship they have. Mm. Yeah. There's a scene where they sort of like banter, banter, make out, and that's it. I don't know. They're I just, just do it. They're just doing fine, I guess. I feel like the dynamic between Dylan and Valerie is much more fleshed out mm. than Brandon Kelly. It's mm-hmm. just so vanilla. I don't really get it. So I guess that's my complaint at the moment. That, and again, Valerie, I don't know, just falling back off the wagon of like being mean. She's just nice now. I she's want that to She's just nice? Change. Maybe she's not. Maybe she's playing I don't. Us all. I mean, long term, I don't think so. But I feel like in this moment, they're not really sure what to do with her. I don't think it's a yeah. choice of like, let's see Valerie's softer side. I think it's like... We can't sustain having a vamp on this show. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. Did you did you have a nine oh two and oh snap? Um maybe maybe just Dylan and Charlie fighting in group therapy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have an obvious one. I guess I guess maybe I would say the Dylan, Valerie, like we gotta go our separate ways, kid. And then like the link. Yeah, the link. That's from High School Musical. But that's I never would have guessed that, so I'm glad that you High School Musical too. Oh, okay. All right, you're a connoisseur. (laughs) Uh, That's the worst of the three. But okay, okay. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm fine with this episode. How about that? All right, I'm fine with it too. Okay. Well, Kendra, you can catch me every other week on This Andorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. Our next episode is going to be a Halloween special. We're covering this Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales special. And we're going to be joined by the Queen of Halloween, Sally Jacoby Murphy. So we're going to be talking about that. Kendra, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. The last time you were on Andorian Life, we were covering the traveling Jindas. Mm Mm-hmm. The episode after Halloween is called The Curse of the Jindas, and they're back. And I sort of feel like Jindas is now our thing. So do you want to come back on this Andorian life? Yes. You do? 100%. I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to lock it in. I'll send you the paperwork. We're locking it in. (laughs) What about you? What about you, Kendra? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at MissMusicBox91. And I have a website, MissMusicBox.com, and an Etsy page, MissMusicBoxCrafts. And I'm also the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like. Uh, where each week we look at some 90s songs, sometimes multiple, like this past week, where we talked about all three 90s James Bond theme songs. I I did enjoy that episode, but I think you were both too harsh on Tomorrow Never Dies. All right, well. I think it's good. I like that James Bond, like, undercurrent it has. I like it, and you guys didn't. All right, well, that's your opinion. Do you guys, it is. (laughs) Do you guys uh, have a Halloween special? In the works? You know, I think we will, but I'm not quite sure. We haven't settled okay. on anything yet, for I sure. Okay, understood. All right. All right. Well, outside of those podcasts, you can join us next time as we continue our 90210 discussion with Season 5, Episode 13, Up in Flames. Ooh. 902, here we go. Na, 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 na.